Welcome back to Shred's Takes. I am really happy to be joined by my Amherst soccer friends, uh, Barky, Bernie, and Dubé. Um, I, I had Dubé and Bernie on a previous podcast a while back, but I'm really glad to have Barky on. Uh, they're all in England at the moment. Uh, that's where they're taking their semester off there, basically. And they're going to talk to me a little bit about that. We're also going to get a little bit about the Premier League because it was a crazy day there yesterday. Um, definitely some frustrating results for definitely... Uh, I would definitely say Man, man U uh, fans for sure. That was a very frustrating game for a lot of them. But uh, then also just like you know, just break down some other stuff that they wanted to bring down. So, guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And Bernie and Dubé, welcome back. And Barky, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, thanks Mike. Thanks for having us, Mike. Yeah, thanks for having me again. So uh, you guys can go for whoever wants to go first can go. But just break down a little bit what your experience in England's been like. What have you guys been up to? Uh, to keep yourself, I guess, in shape for soccer and, um, you know, what you've been doing, if, if you are taking online classes or whatever there, uh, just go through that process a little bit for everyone who doesn't know. Everybody, you want to start? Yeah, uh, I'll start us off. So, um, yeah, I moved uh, to the UK mid-August um, with the intention to play a bunch of soccer and do remote classes. So I've been living with my grandparents um, and it's really nice because I have a lot of relatives here. So it's been like really easy to like adapt and like, you know, for, like free living. And um, I also lived here for nine years. So it's like, it's kind of like good to be back home. Um, but basically um, I am doing remote classes. I'm taking three classes. Um, I'm a math major and I'm in a pretty hard class right now, but um, I'm coping. And I think the biggest difference about remote classes here is the time difference. So my classes will be like seven to 10. And like, I mean, it's, I think it's kind of nice because like you have classes and it's like, you're tired and you want to go to sleep. So it kind of works out well. Um, it's different because you're not on campus and you can't get like the immediate help you need. And like, you have to account for time difference, but overall it's been like a pretty good experience. And um, in terms of like soccer, um, I've been playing with, uh, with two teams, one Sunday league team um, they're called Magpie FC, and basically um, they just play a game every weekend. Like, they don't train or anything, and so it's like you show up and just try to win. And, like, they're a really good team. And then, um, last weekend we won 2-0, which is really good. And the game this or the game yesterday got canceled because of the rain. Um, and then I also play on a Saturday team, and they're more of, like, a pub team. So it's like – like they name their team after the pub they love going to, and like after they play games, they go and drink, and um, it's a, it's like a good experience to like try something different from like playing soccer in America, and um, I guess like what if like stuff I do outside of that to stay in shape is I signed up for a gym here, and so I've been going to the gym, and then I'll just go on runs and stuff like that. But um, that's kind of like my experience, and um, to be honest with you, I'm really. I think I'm very lucky to be back here in England. I'm enjoying it. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. Who don't know about your YouTube channel, why you got into that and um, kind of like what, like what that allowed you to do in terms of just connecting to other people in a sense. Yeah, I guess like, I don't know. I, I've been like, I watch YouTube a lot and um, like I've kind of like learned about like, oh, sorry about that. I've kind of learned about um, like, 
the way like the way people can make money from youtube and like like the way you can kind of put your name out there and i kind of was thinking like you know like well i can do this like i can just make videos about random things and i can just show people what i'm doing like i don't really care if i like don't get paid but i think it's really cool to be able to just like go and see like you know what it, like what did sean do like what is this video and stuff like that and then I also like try to involve other people as well and like interview people. Like I, I remember my first like YouTube interview was with you and I kind of got the inspiration about like podcasts and stuff when you started up strut takes um, in quarantine. So um, I've been doing that like occasionally. And recently I did an episode with a friend who plays in the MLS now. And so it was really cool to catch up with him and hear about what it's like playing pro. But um, really, I just like to do a bunch, like a little bit of everything on my channel and um, just like put videos out there and just like let people know, like, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm up to. Bernie and Bart. Sorry, sorry about the uh, sorry about the network, but it should be it should be better now. We're on a personal hotspot. So um, the, the Wi-Fi in our in our flat isn't great, as Dubey knows when he visited. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'll give I'll just talk a little bit about what we've been doing. Bart can chime in, too. Um, so we, we got, I think I got here a little bit after Dubé. I, I got like, I got here like five days after Dubé did. And so had to do the two week quarantine um, because of, obviously because of everything going on with COVID. Um, so after that, um, Bart got here and we finished up quarantine together. And uh, we, we, I basically came over, um, like my primary goal was to get some work experience in with my, uh, with my like family's, family's business. So um We've, be, we've been doing a few different things there, but most lately we've been like basically working nine to five Monday to Friday. So like a full-time job. Um, and like, we've been helping out with like the, an online section of the, of the company trying to like upload products. Um, so that's been pretty, it's just been like a cool experience to get some work in and good for, good for resumes and stuff. But um, also just really interesting to see like a, a company in a different country and kind of how that works um, in terms of like staying fit and stuff. I I'm still like, coming back from a from an injury so i haven't been able to like play on a team uh per se like dubay but um there's a gym at the like at near the warehouse where we work and um so we've been going to the gym playing some tennis you know to stay fit um and we we're gonna hopefully start doing some get back into better soccer shape doing some like training with each other before because i can't really i need to kind of do that stuff before i get back to like match fitness or even training fitness so um, yeah, that's, that's it for me, but if Bark wants to give a little, yeah, I mean, I'll give it, I'll give a little different side of, of my story. I, I kind of saw this fall as an opportunity as my only opportunity really to go abroad. Um, just the way the timeline would, would shape up for my remaining two years at Amherst. I didn't think it would be, um, plausible for me to go abroad. So I kind of used this opportunity to try to see if I could live abroad and, and, you know, Bern thankfully gave me the, that opportunity. And so Although Bernie's family's from here, I'm not from here. Um, I really have no connections with Liverpool other than Bernie. Uh, but this was, um, it's been great living abroad uh, for now. It's almost two months. So it, it, it's, it's definitely time has flown. Um, you see a different culture. You see different people. You, you know, you, you really do get to experience what England is like and not just like your typical London um, your London Baba, you get really get into like the heart of, 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 of the UK and see, and see what that's all about. Um, on the, on the work side, it's been, it's been a great experience. It's uh, I think valuable just to see how, 
different parts of the company work. Not only, you know, are we working nine to five, but we're getting, we're really getting exposure as to how, like to all the different parts and departments um, that make a company work. Um, and I mean, ultimately it's, it, it's been, it's been, it's been great. So let's, uh, let's shift into Premier League because I'm pretty sure you guys have a lot of things to say about that. Um, so I'm going to start with two games that just shocked me for sure, just looking at it. Uh, Liverpool losing 7-2 to Aston Villa and Man U losing 6-1 to Tottenham. So Bernie, I know you're a Liverpool guy. Um, when I had you before, you were and you and Nika were both breaking down how much you know Liverpool is like this great team. And obviously I know soccer, it's like a very unpredictable game, right? Some teams just have it going a day or not, but what happened yesterday that from what you watched and why do you think, you know, the score is so lopsided, you know, like that? Yeah. I have a few things to say about that. First of all, I think yesterday in general, was just a, one of the crazy, I think Dubé and Bark would, would agree. One of the craziest days we've seen in the premier league for a long time. And it was really fun. I don't know about funny, but Bark's a United fan. So I'm sure he'll have something to say on that game. We, were, we watched both of the games and we watched the United game. Back of, to course, back. of course, of course, after the United game, I was having a bit of a, a laugh because Liverpool hates United. And, you know, I was like, 6-1, how can that happen? And Bark made a funny comment like, oh my gosh, Villa, I mean, what if Villa does the same? And I started laughing. And I'm not kidding. There were times, like when we were watching the Liverpool game, for my initial reaction was just like, like shocked, like sad, obviously, because I'm a really like big fan of Liverpool. But um I think if you're like trying to analyze the game and I've watched all the, I've watched a lot of the the interview after with the coach and some of the players and the main message from them, which I agree with is, you know, like there are days like this in soccer and luckily enough, like with the Amherst team, we've not had so many of them. Um, but you can have like, you can have these unpredictable days where if you get a team that plays really badly and you get a team that play the other team plays really well, you, no matter how good on paper either team is, you can have these shock results. And um, so I think I, I have a few things that I think went wrong with Liverpool. First of all, um, the goal, our starting goalkeeper was ruled out of the game like in the morning. So it was kind of like a last minute news. And obviously, you know, I'm a goalie. Everyone would agree that like goalkeeper makes a big difference to just like the team, the way the team works and, um, kind of the confidence of the team. So I think that was huge. Obviously, our backup keeper made the mistake for the first goal, which didn't help, but you can't just blame him. You know, it was it was the full team effort. Um, Sadio Mane, one of our best players, has COVID, so he's obviously not able to play. And I think he makes a – like, he's by far our best attacker. He pro might, may be the best player in the league right now. Um, so not having him was huge. Um, and then I also thought that Villa was just really good. Like they've, they've now had a perfect start to the league. They've won all three games, um, scoring a lot of goals, obviously they've made some good signings. So, you know, I think, I think you gotta just, like, Liverpool just got to take this game and move on from it. But, you know, it was, it was obviously a really bad day to be a Liverpool fan. Bark, you want to break down the Man U game or? Uh... Yeah, so my take on the Man U game, and I think this is, it, it's a more serious um, concern for Man U that result than than what happened with Liverpool, um, and and it's it's more of a long term indication of what is to come for Man U. And yeah, we were we went up one zero like first two minutes of the game with a penalty, great start, kind of couldn't have asked for any better. 
we regardless conceded two short goals after and after 15 minutes we're down 2-1 and then we get the red card which was it was it was it was a red card the it was just i have no respect for uh lamella who drew the red card at absolute um really poor representation of 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 his club and if i was Mourinho, his manager, I'd be absolutely fuming with his um, with his antics. Um, but you know, nonetheless, I think Manu still would have lost the game even if we didn't get a red card. And the the con- the confidence of the team it really starts from the top, starts from the owners, it goes down to the board, not willing to buy players um, to spend the money. And, and and as a Manu fan for for you know actually for all my life, um, I, I've discussed with other fans. And it's really disappointing year after year when we want, when it's clear that we want a player, not just us, the team wants a player, the manager wants a player, and we're not able to get him. So in this case, it's Jaden Sancho. We've been hearing about Jaden Sancho since, I don't know, probably middle of last season. Um, we're not going to get him. Today's the deadline day. We're not going to get him. We'll get, we've gotten some other people fine. They might be fine. They might be, they might do okay for a couple of seasons, but at the end of the day, it's, it just shows a lack of confidence in, in the manager, a lack of confidence in the squad. And, and frankly, I have no idea why we can't spend the money because you see all the other top clubs, whether that's Arsenal, I don't know about Arsenal, um, Liverpool, Spurs, Everton, City, all those, those four teams there, uh, Chelsea, they, they spent the big money and they went all in with their managers. And we can't seem to back our own managers and what we want to get out of it. And you see the, you see how the players act. There's no passion. There's no, there's no, they're not fighting for their manager. It could have, it could have easily ended three, one. If we kind of, after halftime, um, or after it was four, one at halftime, whatever, kind of took grip of the, of the game and just played it out the last 45 minutes, ended four, one, whatever, move on. But uh, it was an absolute shambolic. It was, it was, it was, it was it was saddening to see that the lack of passion at such a big club and in, in, in with such a proud history that this is where, where the state we're in right now and I think it's 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 going to point to a really really long season, um, which is why even though there was a red card, that it, it's still um, really concerning for the long term and, and that's why I would say as as a fan of football I, I'm more concerned with Man U's performance yesterday than I would be with Liverpool. Yeah, I'll just add really quick. Um... The Liverpool one was also just so shocking because Liverpool is that that was their fourth game of the season. Um, and the first three we had won Arsenal, we had beaten Arsenal and Chelsea, who were two top teams in the league. Um, we had beaten them like really good performances. Uh, it wasn't like Arsenal and Chelsea played terribly. Um, Leeds we beat in the first game of the season, they're proving to be a good team. So, um, it was just like it, I really, even though we had people missing yesterday, I was thoroughly expecting. You know, it was going to be a tough game. Villa is always a tough team to go play against away. But I was definitely expecting a 2-1, 3-1 win. Um, but, yeah, I agree with Bark. I think I think that Liverpool fans will be really frustrated after yesterday, but I don't think it's the same type of problem as with United. United was lucky to get a win against Brighton. They lost to Crystal Palace at home in the first game of the season. So they're, they really need something to turn around. I don't know if they're going to bring someone in today. I don't know if the manager needs to do something with the squad, but – yeah, definitely a lot to a lot to be worried about for United. Dube, do you have any uh, thoughts that you want to get into? Um, to be honest with you, I was just like amazed by yesterday because, um, you know, the Man U game. It's like I would think that like 
you know, in the like in the state or which man you's in right now, like I would have thought that like they would have like worked better as a team to get a result against Tottenham, but to like to lose by that margin, like I think it says a lot about the club and I think like Bark said, like with transfers, like they have gotten really unlucky. Like they've been chasing guys and it's just has, it hasn't been happening. And um, I think just like the, all of that mixed in with like what's going on in media, it's like, I don't know if it's like affecting the players, but like, I just think it's tough on them. And I was honestly surprised that the result was that bad. Um, and as for Liverpool, it's like, like it was an absurd game. Like three of those goals, like, were deflections that like the keeper could do like nothing about and yes the keeper has like made a mistake but like you know like if Liverpool goes one nil down like like I don't I don't, I don't worry like I usually don't worry like if Liverpool go one nil down like I like they, they're gonna come back but it was just a shock that like that um it, the goals kept coming and I mean Ollie Watkins he had a really good hat trick but um I don't know. I think I think it was just like an off, it's just an off day for both teams, and it happens. It's like it's like like I don't know. Twenty twelve, Arsenal lost eight two to Man U. Like we got whacked. Like it's like those those things happen, and like it's just one of those days. And I think a lot of like a lot of people are gonna be happy about the result as well. Like <laughs> I don't know. For me as an Arsenal fan, like I, I was laughing, but I mean I also feel for these guys, and I know how much they care about their club. But um, it's just it was just a, a crazy day. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, like sports generally start with management, right? And I've read into it too. Yeah, like with just the fact that Man U's management is very poor. Um, that's like with a it, it doesn't really care if your prestige program or like you know, I guess like yeah, you like that because if your management stinks and your team doesn't, your team because again, these guys are playing for their own brand as well. Like they're playing for a program to get themselves showcased, right? It's just like from an athlete's perspective. You know, they're not going to want to play for a guy when all the media scrutiny is on them um, as well. I mean, I was just looking at some past results, too. And, you know, it just shows you the, un the unpredictability uh, because, like, you know, Liverpool on, you know, September 28th beats Arsenal 3-1, right? And then, you know, they, they do that result. And then you look at, like, Arsenal being Sheffield. And Sheffield is usually a pretty good team in the past, right? And, um, like, Leeds ties yesterday. And Chelsea destroys Crystal Palace, Um Everton wins too. I mean, yeah, it's, it was a, it was a crazy day too, especially just with all the lopsided. Like, I haven't really seen some of, some high scoring soccer games like that in a while. At least just from like generally watching the Premier League. Um, you, you just yeah, you you expect more of a fight from some of those teams. Um, and then you got like a game like the Wolves game versus Fulham. It's like only one zero, so it's it's a little, it's a little weird how all the games kind of worked out there, in my opinion. But. I also wanted to break down two other things. So first, I saw that uh, two of your former teammates, Cutler and Dane, um, are playing after college. Um, I wanted you guys to at least, because uh, you guys are obviously we're really close with both of them. Um, you know, what do you think that means for Amherst soccer? And also, what do you think that means just from your guys' perspective, maybe about like, you know, what soccer could be um, after college, even for guys like you? Well, um, I think, first of all, just, uh, Color and Dane were both like incredible players, and I'm really happy that they're deciding to to pursue playing after co after college. I know I had heard. Did we lose them? Fine teams, especially in this kind of strange environment that we're in right now with with COVID, and obviously Dane being able to find somewhere to play uh, internationally and 
Cutler finding a really good team. Is it? One of the players on Cutler's new team, I was able to train with last summer and he was a really good player. So it's kind of cool to just see that connection. Um, but I think in, in the, in like the big picture, I think it's really cool to see guys from, you know, a top D3 program going to play after college, because typically with, you know, D3 sports, as we all know, like people don't really associate it with like, you don't go to a D3 school to play and then try to pursue something after you go to as you're, you go to school as your primary thing. And then sports is kind of in the background. Um, but I think it just, it just goes to show. And I know they aren't the first people from Amherst to go and pursue pro soccer after, after they graduate. But um, I think it's really good to have guys from the program um, playing, playing after college, because it just kind of shows how serious we are about it. Uh, um, you know, it's, we're all really passionate about soccer and we have like, we make, we produce good players. And I think, um, I think they'll both do really well. They're both really good players, hard workers. Hopefully they, they're just doing their best right now to kind of like break into the teams that they've signed for and, you know, show, show what they've got. Yeah. I think adding on to that, um, I think it's a real testament um, as to like our success as a team last season, um, you know, making the, the national final uh, it, it shows that the level that they brought into the squad um, was, is going to be really difficult to replace. Um, and, you know, we, we graduated uh, four seniors and, and, and all, all four seniors for that matter had a, had a trivial role in our, in, in our success. And, and the fact that Cutler and Dane are now pursuing, um, pursuing a, a career after, after college, especially after D3, um, I think is, it really represents what uh, Amherst soccer could be and, and the potential that the players have um, for the upcoming seasons, um, and I think I think hopefully I'm, I'm hoping it attracts um, it, it can be an attractive uh, you know selling point for coach for recruiting and stuff if, if we have players like 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 graduate. I mean, not not everyone in every class is gonna can go um, or is at that level to go pursue something, but I think um, even a couple of players is, is enough to show that hey, you know, there's there are opportunities out there for for, for guys that want to and, and the guys that are committed. Yeah, I, I just want to say, like, I think that they both really deserve it because, um, like, Cutler is our captain, and, like, you can just tell by his leadership that, you know, how important soccer was to him and how far we went um, into the season, we went to the final, like, unfortunate to lose or lose. But, you know, even after, like, so after the season, like, in our spring, like, there is no soccer commitment. And for seniors, it's like, they don't have like they're done like they don't need to go to lift anymore they don't need to do stuff and it's like it's like Dane and Cutler like I would see them always in the gym every day like Dane would join us at lifts and I mean they join us on like our weekday games and then on top of that they were also playing like I think they're playing on a college like a post-college team after and they would go like on the weekends to play and it just shows you how committed they are and now like Dane's been training in Ireland um this summer and like this fall and like now he's playing there and and Cutler as well and it's like I know I'm just really happy for those guys and like I look up to them a lot because of like the work like work ethic they put in and like how they led us and I'm just happy for them and it says a lot about Amherst soccer and how good like our players can be and how serious we are about soccer and um yeah I'm just happy for them so I just add to obviously Bark said it's um definitely a good selling point for, you know, recruiting and 
I think not just for Amherst, but for like NESCAC soccer and D3 soccer in general to have people going pro. I know like we had a, one of the teams we played against last season in the, actually in like the final four, they had a guy, he, he was like kind of runner up player of the season to Herman. Um, and I think he's playing pro now. So like, there's definitely, there's definitely a lot of talent in, in D3 soccer. And I think it's a good advertisement. And then like within our own team, I think seeing like seeing seniors graduate and go and play encourages, you know, guys in our class, guys in the, in the younger classes, you know, like if you work really hard and you, you have a good college career, there's, there can be opportunities after to go play. Cause I mean, that's, that's definitely something that would be, be awesome to do. And I know a lot of guys on our team would love to play after college. So it's very, it's definitely nice to, to see that they're able to get opportunities and get on teams. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you guys uh, by any chance see what uh, Landon Donovan did as a head coach, you know, his team had a chance to get into the postseason, and then he had his team walk off because of all the horrible things that were going on in terms of just the prejudice toward uh, the, the people on his team. Um, you know, I, I just like, obviously the media's coverage of it was big. I was wondering like, if like comparing that to like maybe how it is in Europe, like what do you see in terms of the differences in how media covers like American sports or like American soccer versus like premier league soccer from just that statement overall? Um, yeah, I guess in terms of like coverage, it's like, it's like here in the UK, like the main sport is soccer or football. So it's like you're seeing highlights, even on like like BBC News, you're seeing highlights of the games. Whereas like you wouldn't see that on like CNN. And um, it just shows you how passionate everyone is. And like, like if you go to a pub, that's like you're going to see Premier League, you're going to see rugby, like you're not going to see American football and stuff like that. But whereas like, it was within the States, it's like, like they have their main sports like basketball, American football, baseball, like those are the sports. And it's like soccer is kind of like, like a lot of people like soccer and it is big and they do cut like it's, it's covered and it's mainly like the premier league that's covered in the uh, MLS. Um, but it's just not like the main thing. And it's like, I think you really have to like put effort into, into, to wanting to watch soccer if you're in the States and um I mean, just to hear about like what Landon Donovan doing, what Landon Donovan is doing is amazing. Cause like, I think the state, like, like America not making the, the uh, last world cup, like it's, it's pretty unfortunate, but like, like you still have players like Pulisic who's been doing amazing at Chelsea and like even Landon Donovan, when he was in the league, Tim Howard, Clint Dempsey, like, like, like Americans, they like to play soccer. It's just that, like, it's not the main thing. So it's you're not gonna get like this the same level as as you are here. But um, yeah, I think that's like like some of the big differences. I would firstly, I would say about the the Landon Donovan thing. I think, um, you know, I I know that I didn't like watch the full video of of what he said, but I watched I think a minute or two of it, and I think you know that he just showed really good leadership because I know that they they have a openly gay player on their team. I think one of the very few openly gay um, male athletes in that league. Um, so I think like any good leader has to do, you have to, you have to protect the people in your, in your team and your organization. And I think as we've seen a lot during the whole lockdown and kind of when sports kind of got put on hold, you realize that there's things that are bigger than sports. And I think Landon Donovan's leadership in that showed that, you know, he cared, he cared more about, 
his own player being protected and standing up for him than he did about his team's success because they were winning that game against one of the best teams in the league. And, you know, he, I think it showed, it showed a lot, a lot of, I think a lot of people, and you saw the the coach of the other team was like saying stuff like, it's just soccer. Like, can we just finish the game? Um, but I think obviously Donovan's a, a legend of, of American soccer. And I think he showed why uh, not just like for his capabilities, as like a player, but also as a, like a leader and a manager. So I was really impressed by that. And I'll just add to what Dubo was talking about was, coverage um so bark and i obviously have to like drive into work every morning and there's a there's literally one of the one of the main radio stations that people listen to here is it's called talk sport and um it's called talk sport but really all they talk about is football um soccer and so it's just like i just we we love the fact that you, you know you can put on the radio and you can just have like a whole radio station devoted to and it's like a big radio station that is like pretty widely popular um, they're just talking about the Premier League games from the weekend, the midweek cup games. Um, and they're just like, they're just so passionate about it. And, you know, it's like, it's just, you, you, if you want to find just like constant people, you can walk into the street and the first question you get asked here is, are you a blue or a red? Referring to whether you're a Liverpool or Everton fan. So it's just, I think like soccer in general here is just like ingrained into the culture so much that, and, you know, having having like the, the having the stadiums right in your own cities rather than the U.S. You know, you're watching it from afar. So it's been it's been awesome as a as a as a football person, like as a Premier League fan. There's no better place to be than in England. Um, but I would also say that NBC, um, who covers who covers the Premier League, they do an amazing job. So and they make it very fun to be a Premier League fan in the U.S. because here the TV rights get split up between mainly like BT and Sky, which are the two big networks but in the u.s it's all on the same channel so you can watch the games really easily i'd like to add one more thing to uh going back to what landon donovan did and the kind of the shifts we're seeing now in europe um, i think i would say the u.s has done a really good job about using especially i mean i'm talking about professional athletes using their platform um to share you know positive social messages and and and, and spread the word about what what is right um, and I think we're seeing that now, it, it, slowly starting to see that now in, in the UK and in other parts of Europe, because I, for the longest time, Europe, European sports, specifically, um, you know, soccer has been, uh, has been known to, to be um, a place where, um, how should I say this, society is, is not, has not followed the rules of, 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 being, um, of being compassionate. Um, and so now we're seeing before every every UK game, uh, UK football game, we're seeing um, players kneel before the first whistle. Um, every single game, every single team in the top division has has kneeled um, in in support of Black Lives Matter. And I really think that they, they, there's starting to be a shift um, in professional sports. And I'm hoping it, it it continues not just this season, but continues um, for the seasons to come. And, and more countries will start uh, doing this because. Um, it is important, um, and I think it, Europe, uh, as a as a continent, I think it needs to work on um, their social justice, um, you know, actions. And and the U.S. right now has been, has been a great um, example of of how to use uh, professional platforms to spread the message. And 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 I think Landon Donovan doing what he did is just another is just another example of that. Um, 
perhaps in a, in a different light of it because it you know refers to um, homophobia, but but still in in that same um, cloud of of social justice that I think is is so so critical right now and such a turning point in the world as as things are you know going all over the place, um, and I, and you know I think I think that's one thing that the U.S. can be um, can can really be um, an example for the rest of the world and especially Europe. Yeah, I think something I'm going to comment on too quickly. Um, it's just the fact that, you know, America, obviously, for a long time, um, obviously, people are looking for change. And um, but Europe, especially, because America does promote more so now a lot, a lot more tolerant and a lot more accepting of things than they used to be, which I think is a good thing, right? And I think Landon Dobbin, just from like, whatever you believe politically, I think that's out the window, Landon Dobbin, I think it's just what he did was just standing up for his players. As a coach, you need to do that, right? Regardless, if a player is getting prejudiced for being gay or race or whatever, you just got to that, that that can't be tolerated um, on any level. And I think that, you know, what, what the thing with Europe's obviously too is, you know, I know in, in England it's it's, get, it's getting better, um, but I know in some other countries too, there's like certain things that are not accepted. Um, and at least, like I think America is at least holding an example of that. Um, at least just, you know, especially because Landon Donovan does hold such a big platform as a soccer player. Just seeing him at least stand up for players can show that, you know, you, you just got, as a coach, you just got to be behind your team um, and be behind your players because, you know, your players look up to you, um, even though it's professional sports. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of media coverage, I mean, obviously in America, you have basketball and football that are going to be way more covered. I mean, any game with LeBron James is going to be on ESPN, you know, the next day. Um, or Skip Bayless is going to say something about the next day. Um, so it's, uh, I think it's good in soccer at least. Cause I went to London, um, I guess it was summer of 2019 and, uh, for London school of economics. And I went to, you know, watch a, the USA play the England, uh, women's team, in the world cup and just seeing the passion those fans have, it's pretty amazing. Cause when you're in, in America, at least in, you know, where I live in Ridgewood, you don't really see a lot of passionate soccer fans outside like one kid I know plays soccer at Princeton. So it's just, you don't really see a ton of that. Um, so I think it's, I think it's really good um, that at least NBC is covering that because I think soccer is a, a sport that brings a lot of people together from different places. So I think it's a great sport overall. Um, I think the last thing I just wanted to wrap up with is just, you know, what, what else are you guys trying to get out of, you know, this, this time in Europe and um, you know, I guess like, you know, what do you, what are some things you think that people should be doing during this time? Obviously if they're, you know, at home bored, <laughs> You know, like, what do you guys suggest, and you know, what are you trying to get out of this year? Uh, I guess I'll I'll say that, um, like, you know, I would I I would love to be able to go around and and visit as many places as I can while I'm here, um, but also I gotta um, be careful of like COVID because it is um, getting worse um, in like Northern England and even in London. Like, I think it's like in every bar of London cases have been increasing and it's like it's it's getting crazy and i've been really careful and a lot of the times i travel with my grandparents and i have to make sure that i'm like you know keeping in mind with them because for them it, it'll be worse off than for me so um yeah definitely being able to to go around and maybe if, if it's ever possible to go watch a game uh if they start letting fans back in that's one thing i would love to do and then um I mean, if I'm able to see these guys again, like once I get better, like uh, I'll, I'd love to come up and, and visit Liverpool again. Um, it's really nice up there. 
and I don't know, maybe they can come down to London and we'll have a day as well. Um, and like advice on like, I guess to other people and like what to do with this time is like, I mean, I don't know, I guess just don't waste it. Like, you know, there's so many things that you could do. Like, you know, you can educate yourself. You can find a job maybe. I know it's kind of difficult to find a job, but you can try to find a job or you can just really devote time to making like improving yourself and just having fun with this time and not like just like sitting at home and not doing anything and I got I know it's hard because of COVID and it might restrict a lot of people from doing things but I guess just try to do as much as you can with what you have and with what you can do and um, I think that's a good way to, to make use of your time. Uh, Bernie Barkey. Yeah I think um, it's kind of funny we came over here obviously expecting you know, and when we when we came over here, the the situation with COVID was a lot different here than it was in the states. Um, the, when I'm, when I got here at first, like they had just come out of the the UK had just come out of the big national lockdown, so obviously cases were super low. Um, you know, we're now seeing a huge spike. Liverpool is probably I think Liverpool and Manchester are the worst have the have the highest rates of COVID infection in the country right now, and um, I think it's like ten times the national rate. So it's a pretty, it's getting to be a pretty serious situation here to the point that, you know, it's looking like there's possibly another lockdown coming. Um, so, you know, we were, we were hoping to be able to, to come and obviously along with doing some work experience and stuff like seeing other parts of the UK, maybe traveling to other countries in Europe, that's looking less and less likely. Um, but, you know, I think just, we've both, we've agreed that like, you know, just being here in the first place, we think has been a really good use of our, of our semester off, you know, living, living by ourselves, um, you know, learning basic stuff that um, you don't get like living at home with your family. Um, and also the fact that we probably won't get another semester abroad during college now just because of the way things are lining up. Um, it's been awesome to, you know, live, live in a different country and um, kind of experience that. But, you know, I think I don't really have anything other to say than what Dubai said. I think there's a lot of that would like there's a lot of things you could do right now, but um, you know everyone's different. Everyone will do their own thing. And I think as long as you you're doing something that's going to make you happy and not feel like you're wasting your time, um, even if it's like small, even if if you know you're learning a small skill, you know, devote yourself to something. And I know Mike, you're obviously making really good use of your time. I think just follow what you're passionate about and you know have fun. So I don't know what Clark wants to add. No, I think I agree with both. Dubai and Bernard, I think the one thing I would add is um, this time is a great opportunity to try new things, not just things that um, you're comfortable with and that you're used to, but really there is so much out there. Um, and I think right now is, is, is an opportunity where it might not come again because eventually things will, will, will go back to somewhat normal where you start having more responsibilities. You have, to, you have you're going to start going to class, you're going to start going to work, but you know, living at home. Um, or living wherever you are, uh, I think you, you have more freedom to, to, to try new things. And, and I don't know if that opportunity will come again. Um, and I think I have to even remind myself of that uh, while I'm here and, and, and when, when I go back before school starts up again, because uh, it, it, you know, I'll never get this time back and in, in, in making, making the most of it. Um, and really trying new things, I think, is... is is, is really valuable in, in, in general, going out of your comfort zone. 
All right. I think with that, I want to wrap up, but guys, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know the time with time difference, it's not easy to get these together. So I really appreciate you guys making the time and uh, hope to connect with you guys soon, obviously, and just stay safe out there. And um, I hope you guys continue to enjoy your experience out in England. Yeah. Thanks for having us. It was a lot of fun. I hope you're, uh, I hope everything's going well with your time off and obviously hope to see you soon. So yeah, appreciate it. Shred. Really, really great having us on. I really appreciate it. And uh, hope you're all well. Uh, thanks for having me on again. And uh, Bernie and Barkey, it's good to see you guys' faces again. And Mike, I wish you the best with your podcast and your internship. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll see you soon. See you back in, uh, in the fall or in the spring, hopefully. Yeah. Also a quick shout out. If you guys haven't checked out Dubay's YouTube channel, check it out as well as Nico Canary's new podcast. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I'll, I'll put those descriptions in the episode below, but yeah. Please uh, subscribe. Do yeah. it. Yeah, and watch the videos. They're sick. Yeah. If you, want to, if you want to watch daily content of an amateur soccer player just living life in Europe, you know, <laughs> check out Dubay's uh, YouTube channel. Dubé's so, guys, thank you. Yeah. Take it easy. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Mike.